And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. Staple self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Bing Crosby stars in a Christmas episode of Philco Radio Time from 1946. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from TV Christmas specials. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Barbara and I will try to name that artist from those specials, right? That's right. Did, so, I, did I get it right? You got it right. Wow. I like to change things up as I do. Gosh. Uh, we have Barbara Can't on the phone. Can't keep up with her, Barbara. I know. That's the point. Hi, Hi Barbara. Hi. Hi. How are Happy you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to We're you. We're so glad that you're on the phone with us. Are yes. you a Christmas so holiday Just fan? How old I am. Guess how old you are? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, 19? 87. 87. You sound great. And that's not that I old know. anymore. It's not that you old anymore. You have a really that's young I voice. I about it. You're fantastic. Wow. Young at heart. Yes, you are. Well, we can hear that in your voice. For sure. For <laughs> so sure. you've seen a few TV Thank Christmas you. specials in your day, yes. I assume. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So either by the song or the voice, you can tell me who is singing. Okay. And that's the plan here. So as soon as you know who's singing, shout it out. Shout it out. Ready? Here's your first song. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Over the field we go, laughing all the way. There's no penalty for wrong answers. What's that sound like? Hello. I don't know. Oh, you did. Is it a guy or a girl? I can't answer that question. (laughs) Karen Carpenter. I don't know. (laughs) Ken Carpenter's from the radio show. (laughs) Karen Carpenter. I don't know. All right. So I'm wrong? Okay. Um, That was Sonny and Cher. It was? It was Sonny and Cher from their uh, Christmas special in 1973 singing Jingle Bells. I'm going to say this, Barbara. I am a better singer than Sonny Bono, but not better than Cher. Um, yeah, I like her. I mean, she's amazing. Like he is not a great singer, but you might be on par. <laughs> guy, he, he died so young. I know. Yes. I know. That's true. tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Skiing accident. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't ski, because he and I are about the same height, <laughs> and I don't want to... I don't want the same thing to happen to me. That was must be and why. And we sing about the same level of uh, professional level. <laughs> yeah, that must be why. <laughs> All right. So, uh, All right. We didn't zero, get that zero, one. Zero, Let's see if we Give can... us something we know. All right. Here's... Yeah, come on. I mean, you do know Sonny and Cher, but let's try the next one. <laughs>
What do you think, Barbara? You know that one? No. I know that one. Maybe if I turned the radio on, I could tell better. Ah. No, don't turn the radio on because it'll get feedback. I know, I know, I know. That's, um, that's, um, 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 that's, uh, wow. She does the Nutra system. (laughs) That's right. You are um, absolutely right. She does. Donnie Donnie and Marie. That is Donnie Donnie and and Marie Marie. Osmond Christmas special. And that's a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Okay. That's their song. Their signature Christmas song. All right. So I'm up one on you. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Chestnuts roasted Rub it in. on an open <laughs> Rub it in, she said. <laughs> <laughs> she does that. Who is that? Yuletide carols being sung You know all of these people, I promise. No. Any any idea who that is? Is that Dinah Shore? No. No. Do you have any ideas, Barbara? Give us give a shot. You Take might a be guess. right. I know who it is, but I can't think of her name. Um, it's the person Barbara's thinking of. Yes, her. Who is it? You got a guess, Carl? I did. I said. I said Doris. I Day. You said dinosaur. <laughs> no. It's not Doris Day or a dinosaur. It is the Carpenters. Oh. It's Karen Carpenter. Oh, it's Karen Carpenter. Oh, yeah. You guessed that earlier, Karen. Carl, but it's not at the right time. Yeah, I did. Yeah, all these people that died young. Yeah. Yes, that's she true. Did. <laughs> all right, wow. I'm going to change things up, and the next right. one is somebody who did not die young. Okay. okay. She's still alive. She's still Good. alive. Yeah. Oh, Barbara knows this one. Barbara, she she wears, I think, a triple D. Does that help? <laughs> triple D. She wears a triple G. Does that help, Barbara? No. No, but I do. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's hilarious. No, we won't beep it out. We won't beep it out. Well, that's Dolly Parton. Absolutely. Dolly Parton, home for Christmas. Oh, Dolly. Dolly. She's all over the place right now with her new rock star album. (laughs) All right. Let's try the next one. All right. Here we go. Very recognizable, but dead as well. On the water. Oh, I love him. Me too. Oh. Who is that? Do you know, remember his Who name? Who is that, Barbara? Do you know? He, he died young, too. Yeah. Um, in an airplane accident. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think it starts with a... Starts with a his, his initials are J.D. Does that help? Mm, first name, John. John. What's the last name? John. Come on, you can do this. City in Colorado. Yeah, it's a city in Colorado. Where's the music? Denver. There he is. (laughs) Barbara. John Denver. Sunshine on Uh my shoulders. Yeah. Do we have any more? Why do you play all these people that died young? Yeah, Lisa. Um, Making me sad. Oh, no. Me too. I know. I'm sorry. I was just choosing (laughs) the- You sound really sad, Barbara. Uh, I was choosing the best of the best of the Christmas specials. Do we have another one? We have one more. One more. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. It's a marshmallow world in the winter. Oh, uh, Billy Ruth and uh, 
Martin. Yeah, Martin. Martin. You got it. Dean Martin and Terry. It's a Martin. That's right. It's a marshmallow world. Wow. Dean Martin for us. Great job, Barbara. I'm going to say that. Barbara beat me. So Barbara is the winner. It was a tough competition. And you know what I'm going to do, Barbara? I'm going to send you some fun CDs in the mail, okay? Thank you, dear. Thank you. Merry Christmas. It is. It's all the good stuff. Thanks, Barbara. You're awesome. Bye-bye, Barbara. It's great having you on the phone. When we come back, it's Philco Radio Time starring Bing Crosby. Stick around. Oh, it's a yummy, yummy world made for sweethearts. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Folks, if you have an email address, right? If you have an email, you can sign up to receive our Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities podcast the full five-hour Hollywood 360 and the 40-minute Radio Rarities podcast, it can be sent to you every single Monday right to your email address. And those links never expire. You can listen to us whenever you want. You know, I know sometimes you might need a fix. You might need a Lisa and Carl fix. And you know what? You might not get the full five hours because yeah. for some unknown reason, unknown. I can't think of any, no. um, not all of our stations carry the full five hours. Yeah. And so even if tragedy. you're missing one hour, two hours, it is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. You will only get funnier as the night goes on, I'm yeah. just saying. So anyway, if you would like to sign up for the Lifetime Podcast, you pay one time, 100 bucks, and that's, that's it. it. You get the show sent to you every Monday, 52 times a year, Every year for that one time $100, and we will also send you a Hollywood 360 official coffee mug in the mail right to you so you can drink coffee and listen to us on the radio or your podcast. Does it have to be coffee? Yeah, no. I mean, you can put a little uh, orange juice in there. So if you want to sign up, as I say, you pay one time, never pay again, get it every single week. It's the Lifetime Podcast. Call us tonight and talk to us, and we'll take your uh, we'll take your order. You could put Roma wine in there too. Eight one five nine hundred seven five three five. The number to call eight one five nine hundred seven five three five. Or you can go to our website, sign up online, Hollywood three sixty radio dot com. All right, it's time for Philco Radio Time, starring Bing Crosby. He sings "White Christmas" on this. And there's this little a sketch called The Small One. You'll love it. Christmas Night, December 25th, 1946, part one of Philco Radio Time. When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me. Carpenter welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter, his chorus and orchestra, the Charioteers, Skitch Henderson, and starring Bing Crosby.
As is Bing's custom at Christmas time, he opens the program with Adesti Fidelis. And as usual, he will sing it first in Latin, and then with a studio audience joining him, singing it in English. Yes, Ken, I, I think it would be very fitting if our guests here would join in a chorus. Come all ye faithful. Bing, I think it'd be nice if the home folks, the folks listening in all over the world, would join in too. Oh, it would indeed. Gather round, folks, wherever you may be, and help us sing this eternal hymn. Adeste fidelis, lady triumphantes, venite, venite. In Bethlehem, not on the date, regem angelorum, venite adoremus, venite. Thank you very much. A couple of uh, teenaged tunesmiths around Hollywood here, Mel Tormey and Bob Wells, have, have penned an item which I consider quite appropriate for tonight. It's sort of a musical Christmas card. Skitch and I'd like to do it for you. It's called The Christmas Song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make 
this season bright Tiny tots With their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep They know that Santa is on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to a Christmas program without jingle bells, it'd be like Christmas without mistletoe or something. We're prepared. We're not going to disappoint you because John Scott Trotter has assembled a bouncy version of this perennial favorite. Looking at my libretto here, I see there are parts for the charioteers, the vocal groups, Kitsch, and oh, yes, Crosby catches a cadenza or two. Matter of fact, I open the affair vocally. Roll them, John. <laughs> Jingle, 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 jingle. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. 
jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. just fractured the vocal group and the charioteurs threw in 8,482 jingles and never dropped a jing. That kind of vocal work will give you a lower plate wobble, I guess. All right, that is the first portion of Philco Radio Time going back to Christmas Day, December 25th, ready for the year 1946. Uh, you were, let's see. 18. I was going to say like 39. I was 18 then. Were you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a good broadcast. He's singing all the big songs. White Christmas coming up pretty soon here. And then there's this sketch called The Small One. Really uh, heartwarming, kind of touching um, little Christmas uh, the story. The Small One? Yeah, it's called The Small One. It's about a donkey. It's oh. about a little donkey. Oh. A little small donkey. I thought you were talking <laughs> about something else. No. No, I wasn't. And... Um, so this was on ABC, Lisa, you know? Already been chewed. Like gum that you have? ABC want some ABC gum? I'm not a gum chewer. Already been chewed gum. Not a gum chewer. I've here. seen Dan try to give you already chewed gum. No, he'll take mine. I- All right. We'll be right yeah. back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. No, seriously, I have seen your husband, Dan, take gum that you've been chewing. So I call it ABC gum, already been chewed. I, that's one thing I've never done. I don't think I would ever do that if a girl said, hey, um, you know, that I was dating would be like, hey. Um, I've done that chew my gum? I don't like, know. No. I won't take it, but I will give it the gum I'm talking. <laughs> well, that's very uh, magnanimous of you, I won't Lisa. accept, but I will give. You will give the gum. I will give. You won't take the gum. Yeah, he has no problem with it. No, I know. He He's says, like, you're clean. You're clean. Yeah. Yeah, you brush your teeth once a week whether you need to or oh, not, right? I mean, you kind of, at some point, if you eat from each other, maybe it's not that different at that well, point. Well, you're married, you, I mean. That's the thing. You know? So, I mean, you have each other's I, germs. I just, I don't know. I'm not, not going to take somebody's gum. Not somebody's. Well, I mean, we've been anybody's. <laughs> anybody's. <laughs> I'm not taking anyone's gum. <laughs> I Sorry. agree with you, Carl. Right? But, I mean, it's just like. Well, I'm not going to do it right, either, Mike? but. I'm not taking anyone. But would you? I'm not either. No, yeah. no. Well, I'm not either. I draw the line at certain stuff. Really? What you stuff? Know, that <laughs> I draw <laughs> the line. So you at draw that. the line. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not a prude or anything, but I'm not going to take some girl's gum yeah. and start chewing it after she's. I been think chewing. there's worse things you could do. To be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, not that. Don't ask me okay. to do that. I will not. I'm not. I'm not. Wouldn't do it. I don't chew gum anyhow. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're listening to Philco Radio Time, a good Christmas uh, show, 1946, with uh, Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter, and his orchestra. Ken Carpenter. He was really good at building homes and stuff <laughs> like that. And, like Ken Carpenter. And, he, and he works with Karen Carpenter. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Murdo McKenzie is the producer. Let's get back to a great episode of Philco Radio Time. Here's the Philco man with a sprig or two of vocal holly. Hmm? Well, thanks, Bing. I just wanted to extend the season's greetings to our friends everywhere on behalf of Philco, its distributors and dealers. In the words of Washington Irving, this is the season for kindling the fire of hospitality and charity in the heart. Ken. You mean we're going to give away Philco's tonight? No, Bing, we're not even going to mention them. However, from all of us here on Philco Radio Time, sincere wishes for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, the halcyon days are here in radio, aren't they? (laughs) Jolly Noel from us all. I guess White Christmas could stand one last delivery before the season ends. Of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas Christmas card I write. May your day be merry 
Christmases be We now present Charles Taswell's Christmas play, The Small One, a story for those who like Christmas and small donkeys. The same winter sun that dances on the winter snows up north sprawls indolently at ease in the thick white dust of El Camino del Norte, old Mexico. A passerby, weary from the heat, has paused to rest in the cool, dripping shade of a pepper tree and has dropped off to sleep. He's suddenly awakened by the shrill voice of Pablo, aged 10, who stands with bare brown legs wide apart in the center of the road and bitterly addresses a small, discouraged, disreputable donkey. A donkey? A donkey you call yourself a stupido, fine animal with four stout legs, one on each corner, a most splendid tail to shoo off the flies, and a most handsome head stuck on the front to point the way you're going. I see. And what use do you make of this excellent equipment the good God has given you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Or a disgrace to all the donkeys of Mexico, of all the world, of all... Pablo. See? Oh, buenos dias. I did not know that... What's all the commotion here, young man? What, what has the poor beast done that you should be so angry? But nothing. Well, then why are you... Then that is all he wants to do, ever. Here it is, but two days until Christmas, when a load of wood could be sold in the village to buy gifts and a candle. But does that matter to this one? No, he cares for nothing but nothing. <laughs> well, a donkey's a donkey, Pablo. They're all the same. But why? Why of all beasts should a donkey be so so stubborn? Stubborn? Oh, no, Pablo. That's wrong. But he's always... I know, I know. Everyone says they are. They curse them and they belabor their backs with sticks and they call them stupid, but... That's because they don't know the truth about little donkeys. The truth? Yes. It's really not stubbornness, but pride that makes small donkeys so, well, so aloof. No wind, sun, rain, pain, or adversity can touch them. You see, their pride is a shield against all the discomforts man or the elements can offer. But what has a donkey to be proud of? Oh, a great deal, Pablo. Bring your small beast over here in the shade. I'll explain. Come along, Cupido. Listen. Listen, Pablo, do you hear that? Only a small donkey can make that sound with his hoofs as he walks on the stones of the road. No other beast can do it. Sit down. Sit down, my son. Si, senor. Now, as I was saying, people are all wrong about small donkeys. A very long time ago, a great honor came to one of them, an honor so great that it lifted him and all his descendants to an exalted place. A place that you or I or, or all the world might envy. Ever since that time, every small donkey has been content to stand and drowse in the sun or the shade. For he alone of all animals, of all men, has already fulfilled his destiny. His destiny, yes, senor? Yes, You see, once upon a time there was a small donkey... He was 14 unhappy years old, and he had worked hard and long for at least twice 14 masters. He was battered and scarred, and he presented a most distressful appearance. His tail was not but a piece of limp rope unraveled down at the end. 
One of his ears stood straight up like a cactus plant, while the other hung drooping like a wilted cabbage leaf. His off hind leg had a decided stiffness. What was his name? They called him the small one. His latest master was a woodcutter who also owned four younger and therefore stronger donkeys, but small one was the special charge of the woodcutter's son. It was the boy who saw to it that small one always had dry straw for his bed and that the load of wood to be carried to the town was not too heavy for small one's aging back. One day the woodcutter called his son to him and said, Son? Yes, father? I have a task for you to do in the town, son. A load of wood? No. I wish you to take this donkey, the one you call the small one, to a shop just inside the town gates. I have already spoken to the owner. He will give you a piece of silver in exchange for the beast. You mean... Oh, you don't mean you're going to sell small one. He can no longer do his share of the work. Even when carrying half the load the other donkeys carry, his worn-out legs tremble and his sides work like a bellows. But he'll be strong as the others soon. Will you wait and see? Give him a few weeks and... Enough. An old donkey is of little use. One day he might drop dead on us up in the hills, a total loss. Better to take a piece of silver and say good riddance to the beast. You will start at once. You hear? Yes. Yes, Father. The shop you will take him to is the second one on the left as you pass through the gates in town. The second? But that's the tanners. And what of that? The small one's hide is old, but it will make good leather. But he's been faithful. He's worked hard. He's done his best. And you can't sell him to the tanners to be killed. Come now. I'll have no tears. No crying over a miserable donkey. Perry, be off with you. And take good care not to lose that piece of silver on the way home. So, Pablo, the small boy and the small donkey began their sorrowful journey into town. The boy was heartbroken. He cried for a while. And then he tried desperately to think of some way to save his friend. The sound of the small one's hoofs on the road seemed to say over and over again, going to the tanners, going to the tanners. Suddenly it came to the boy's mind that there was a horse market in the town. If he could sell small one to some new and kind master, the little donkey would still live, and yet the father would also have his piece of silver. Well, it was early afternoon when the boy and the small one passed through the town gates and down the narrow, twisted streets to the marketplace. Start the bid at 50. 50! 50 it is. We'll make it 51. Come, come, my friends. Are you going to let such an animal go for so paltry a sum? Uh, please, sir, would you like to buy a fine donkey? What? What'd you say, boy? This small donkey, he's for sale. Uh, strong and willing. The price is very cheap. But what piece No, of... I don't want to buy a donkey. Be off with you. 60. 60 is the bid. That's more like it. You are here 62. Will someone say 62? Come, come, my friend. You'll never again get such a fine horse for so little cash. Look at the proud head. See the flowing mane. Excuse me, please. This small donkey's for sale. Would you what like What is to... it you want, boy? This fine animal, he can be bought for only one piece of silver. Isn't that a great saving? They're bidding 60 for the horse, and I know he can't do half the work a small one. Look, he's very... Go deadly. away. Don't bother me. Oh, but he's... Go away. I'll take a stick to both your backs. And now, my friend, I'm... 83! 83 is the bid! Do I hear more? 
twice. Sold for 83 pieces of silver. You've made a fine bargain, my friend. Now, who has the next animal for sale? Step up. Please, sir, would you try to sell this small donkey? Go away, boy. Oh, but he's a very valuable animal. He's not nearly as old as he looks. It's just because he's worked so hard. And the the one that doesn't stand up straight as a donkey should. Well, that was a fault of a careless master, not his own. He eats very little, and he's terribly strong. This is a horse market, boy. We've no time to waste on donkeys. But a small donkey would take such a small time. <laughs> all right, all right, my boy, if you insist. My friends, my friends. A great bargain I have to offer you. The proud owner terms it a donkey. But it appears to me to be an animated pile of shaking bones. Yes, <laughs> not. You can see how the moths have been at the hide. And the tail, is it a tail? Or is it the stub of a broom worn out from sweeping the courtyard? <laughs> a true museum piece, my friends. Moldy with age and loose in the joints. <laughs> He's not. He is not. Ah, but it is not seemly to laugh, my friends, because the owner assures me that this animal is fine enough to share a stall with the king's horses. <laughs> Stop! You shan't make fun of him. Maybe he's... Maybe he's not as handsome as your animals, but he's better. He's a lot better. Small one deserves to be in a king's stable. All right, all right, boy. Take your donkey and move along. We've got business to attend to. Hurry up. Off with you. Now that we've had our fun and disposed of the king's donkey... So the boy and the little beast left the marketplace, Pablo. And the hours were slipping swiftly by, and the boy knew he must start soon for home. That he must have the piece of silver to give to his father. He tried stopping people on the street, and he inquired from door to door, but no one wanted to buy a small, tired donkey. The sun was sinking fast when he came at last back to the town gates, and he stood before the tanner's door. The boy's face was tear-streaked, and the small one's head drooped so low that his limp ear almost touched the ground. The boy said goodbye to his small friend, asked forgiveness for what he had to do, and there was understanding in the little donkey's eyes. Then, just as the boy was lifting the latch of the tanner's door, a voice spoke to him. My son. Yes? Yes, sir? I have a great favor to ask. Are you the owner of that small donkey? Oh, oh, yes, sir. I have a long journey to make. My wife is not well. I have great need of a strong, gentle animal to carry her safely. A small one's very strong and very trustworthy. Yes, I can see. Would you sell him to me? Yes, oh, yes, sir. But for one piece of silver. One piece of silver? Is that too much, sir? Too much? Oh, no. A very reasonable price for such a beautiful animal. <laughs> he's not very beautiful, but he's good. Yes, yes, I can see that. I'll be kind to him. I promise you that. Well, then he'll work so hard to please you. Here's your piece of silver. Come, small one. Do you mind... Do you mind if I come as far as the town gates? You see, the small one Not and I... Not at all. You'll want to say goodbye to him, of course. You can do that while I see my wife safely on his back. Here we are. Easy, small one. Goodbye, small one. You must be very faithful. And it isn't forever, you know. When I grow up and earn many pieces of silver, I'll buy you back, and you'll have a fine stable and, and nothing to do at all but sleep and eat. Won't that be nice, small one? All right, my son. We're ready to go. Wait, traveler. 
Yes, soldier? I must make out the record before you can pass through the town gates. Who are you? My name is Joseph. And your wife? They call her Mary. Your destination? Bethlehem. Pass? Come, small one. Goodbye, son. Goodbye. Goodbye, small one. Be gentle and sure of foot. And carry her safe to Bethlehem. So Pablo, the small one, traveled the many weary miles to Bethlehem. There in a stable which became a king's stable, he saw a king born. A king of men, of centuries of life, of death. Yes, the small one's tired old eyes saw the shepherds and the wise men who came to pay homage to his small master. And he heard the voices of angels rejoicing, singing. Singing the very same notes his hoofs had rung out on the stones of the road. And then it came to pass that all those who had laughed at his ragged coat, his limping gait, and his drooping ear, they all envied the small one, for he was part of a great miracle. It was a long, long time ago, Pablo, my son. But today all small donkeys stand and they dream, especially at Christmas time. They dream of the small one, the small one of Bethlehem. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child. This program is produced and transcribed in Hollywood. 
There you have it. I'm a little choked up. It's a little choked you, up. Carl, I'm a little you, Carl, usually have up. no emotion. That's actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good Christmas uh, Christmas show. December 25th, 1946, Philco Radio Time, Bing Crosby starring. He sang White Christmas. He sang, uh, what was the other one they just sang? Silent Night. Mm-hmm. And then they did that sketch, uh, the small one with a donkey that actually uh, took uh, Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Um, Very, very good uh, Christmas story. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. All right, let's go back to 1968 with this song. So, 1968 by Tommy James and the Shondells. This is Moni Moni, reached wow. number three. Really? It was also covered by Billy Idol yes, in 1981. I, that I knew. Yes, that I knew. And you know what M- Moni Moni is? Uh, Moni Moni? Yeah, it's M O N Y. Is it supposed to be money? I thought that was what it was. I thought it was money, but with an affect. Money, money, money. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, what it's, is it? It um, stands for Mutual of New York, the Mutual of New York Insurance Company. Oh, really? Because they said that's the first thing their eyes saw when they were in New York City. Really? They are writing a song. They saw the interesting uh, the big that's letters. That's a great trivia question. Yeah, and it was Mutual of New York Insurance Company, M-O-N-Y. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to go with money, money. I'll tell you though. why. This is great. But the Billy Idol one is great, too. Well, we were at the 1960s. Yeah, I So know, I had to I play this one. <laughs> Billy Idol probably wasn't even born yet. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. When we come back, it's more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's a Christmas episode of Suspense. You won't want to miss that. Plus, it's a pizza on the line for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. That's right. These are Elvis Christmas songs. So we're going to have a little fun, and I'm going to try to win a pizza finally. Elvis has left the building. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's all Elvis Christmas songs and uh, pizza is on. And I had a caller and she called in, or he called in actually and told me to tell you to keep on singing, Carl. Keep on singing. Keep on, keep on. All right. See you soon. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 